We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. Cities Wellness Radio. With SRN News, I'm Rich Thomason in Washington. Unemployment now at a 17-year low. The jobless rate dropped to 3.9% last month. Employers growing their payrolls by 164,000 jobs. The National Rifle Association's annual convention in Dallas will be hearing from some high-profile public figures starting today. President Trump will speak, as well as Vice President Pence, Governor Greg Abbott, and Senators John Cornyn and Ted Cruz. Gun control groups promise protests, so Dallas police confirm security at the event here is tight. Val Dior, Dallas. A Chicago police spokesman says the entire department is praying for an ATF agent shot in the head overnight while working a joint investigation with the CPD. The ATF agent hospitalized in critical condition. The search of the gunman goes on. On Wall Street right now, the Dow down 11 points, and this is SRN News. There's nothing quite like springtime in Minnesota and enjoying the warm weather and sunshine outdoors. When we're not experiencing a day of spring showers, there's a ton to do outside. Picnics to be had, farmer's markets to explore, and long stretches of paths to bike on. Take Wellness Radio 1570 with you on all your warm weather adventures with our free mobile app. Find it in your device's app store. Like It Matters Radio is coming up here on the Twin Cities Wellness Station, Wellness 1570. Do appreciate you being tuned in. Your forecast for today from the Eagle Wellness Studios. Nice day, very summer-like, with sunshine and 78 for the high. Partly cloudy, 51. Looking at uh, partly cloudy skies and upper 70s again for Saturday. Could see a scattered shower pop up Saturday night, but Sunday, plenty of sunshine and 70 for the high. We all want to lead healthier lives, and Natural Awakenings Magazine helps you do just that. As the greenest and healthiest magazine in the metro, Natural Awakenings brings you the latest information about health and wellness. You'll find articles on healthy homes as well, including gardening, energy efficiency, and green living. Check out our monthly calendar. It's full of events to keep you connected. Natural Awakenings is available in over 300 locations throughout the metro, and it's free. Visit us at naturaltwincities.com. Natural Awakenings. Feel good. Live simply. Laugh more more. The world of business and finance is constantly changing. How are you keeping up with all the information? Most likely, you're not. Checking websites, writing emails, making phone calls, checking more websites, and still not finding what you need to know. But it has to be out there somewhere. Well, it is. Business 1440 is your on-air guide through the fast-paced business landscape. What you want to know, when you want to know it. Up-to-the-minute business and financial news on Business 1440. Stream online at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Hi, everybody. Randy from RB's Computer Service. Let's talk managed services. Managed services is when you let a company like ours take over the responsibilities of keeping all of your computers and servers protected and running efficiently. We keep your systems patched, keep antivirus protection on all of your systems, provide a way to filter out much of the malware, manage your backups, and most of all, keep you up and running. This is no easy task and takes you time. Time is money. If your server or even an important computer goes down, can you afford this? Let us take care of all this for you, and you can stay focused on being profitable. And don't forget, we also fix your PCs, Macs, cell phones, and tablets, too. Call us today at 763-441-3884. Once again, 763-441-3884. Or find us on the web at rbsmn.com. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Advantage Auto Glass is hiring. Advantage Auto Glass is a family-owned company. Because of their success, they're looking to hire even more experienced Auto Glass installers. So if you or anyone you know installs Auto Glass, call 952-423-6396. Advantage Auto Glass installers are the heart, soul, and face of their business and are treated accordingly. 
At Advantage Auto Glass, you'll receive group medical, top pay, savings plan, paid vacations and holidays, a family-friendly schedule, and a company van. Advantage Auto Glass technicians start at $25 an hour plus earn $37.50 an hour overtime. When you work for Advantage Auto Glass, you're part of the family. So if you or someone you know are an experienced Auto Glass technician, call 952-423-6396 today or check them out at ReplaceMyWindshield.com. That's 952-423-6396 or ReplaceMyWindshield.com. following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management are you sick and tired of being sick and tired if you want to be inspired get help in becoming all you can be the time is now for like it matters radio with your host mr scott v black Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to talk about a watershed moment. You know, ladies and gentlemen, it really doesn't matter what happens to us in life. What matters is how do we explain it to ourselves? How do we frame it? How do we reframe it? Um, It really doesn't matter what we go through in life. What really matters is the narrative, Uh, how we explain it to ourselves, how we remember it, to remind ourselves about it. Because what we think about over and over, what we say to ourselves over and over and the loudest is what we truly remember. So today we're going to talk about the watershed moment because it really doesn't matter what happens to us in life. What matters is how we respond to it. And if by chance you just stumble onto this radio program, well, you found a place to spend an hour of your day every morning. Every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, this is where like-minded people come together. People who want to be more today than they were yesterday. People who want to be better at everything they do. A better spouses, better parents, better co-workers, better bosses, uh, better friends, uh, uh, heck, better Christians, better Muslims, better whatever you do in life to take it to the, uh, the next level. You know, in the corporate world, uh, we would call it lean manufacturing, lean sigma, six sigma. Uh, but in the training world, we call it likeitmatters.net, likeitmatters.net. Uh, and, you know, um, we're going to talk a lot today. Uh, we're going to talk about water. Uh, we're going to talk about um, <laughs> different things like birds because it does not matter what happens to us. What matters is how we frame it, how we explain it to ourselves. But I want you to get this concept of a watershed moment. You know, it, it's, it's in a way, it's kind of like an up until now moment. It's like a hitherto moment. You know, a watershed is a geographical term originally. The area that drains into a single river is the watershed for that river. Watershed can also mean a ridge like that formed by a chain of mountains which sends water to two different rivers on either side. It is from this meaning that watershed came to mean a turning point or dividing line in social life. If you think about it, a watershed is a turning point. A historic moment, that that line in the sand, you know, during the Alamo when they drew that line in the sand, where basically said, this is it, you're either going to leave now and probably live, or you're going to stay and most likely die. It's a turning point, a historic moment. It is an event marking a unique or important historical change, of course, or one on which important developments depend. I mean, what? look at the Bible. I mean, just three chapters into the Bible, in Genesis 3, we're introduced to the serpent. But more importantly, at that moment, we're introduced to creation, man's original sin. And at that moment, we can look at, oh my gosh, this was a terrible thing, or was it? It was a great tragedy that God used as a watershed moment. A great fall that becomes what all of humanity is about. Think about that. It was that line in the sand. It was from that beginning that the rest of the Bible is about that one moment right there. And it really has to do with our belief systems. You know, if you think about it, what we do is all dependent on what we believe. It kind of reminds me of the story of chicken or eagle. An American Indian tells about a brave who found an eagle's egg 
and put it into the nest of a prairie chicken. The eaglet hatched with the brood of chicks and grew up with them. All its life, the changeling eagle, thinking it was a prairie chicken, did what the prairie chickens did. It scratched in the dirt for seeds and insects to eat. It clucked and cackled, and it flew in a brief thrashing of wings and flurry of feathers, no more than a few feet off the ground. After all, that's how prairie chickens are supposed to fly. Years passed, and the changeling eagle grew very old. One day it saw a magnificent bird far above in the cloudless sky. Hanging with graceful majesty on the powerful wing currents, it soared with scarcely a beat of its strong golden wings. What a beautiful bird, said the changeling eagle to its neighbor. What is it? That's an eagle, the chief of the birds, the neighbor clucked. But don't give it a second thought. You could never be like him. So the changeling eagle never gave it a second thought, and it died thinking it was a prairie chicken. And, you know, I wonder how many human beings die thinking they're a prairie chicken. You know, there's a lot of lies out there, a lot of lies. You're not good enough. You can't do this. You can't do that. All kinds of different information like that. But I want you to think about this. You know, there's a guy who circumnavigated the globe. Whether you know this or not, we used to believe the world was flat. Yep. And we believe that if you went too far, you'd fall off the, the, the earth. Matter of fact, if you look at old maps of antiquity, uh, it would show the known world, and then it would show the sea serpent beyond it. And if you know Latin, it says there might be dragons. There might be dragons. Now, it wasn't Magellan who actually was the first person to circumnavigate the globe. That, that's a big myth. Ferdinand Magellan did not become the first person to circumnavigate the globe. Oh, there's no doubt. Oh, yeah, he wanted to. He intended to have a successful journey when his expedition set off from Spain in September of 1519. But he never made it. He never lived. But it was somebody else in his party, you got to look it up, that circumnavigated the globe. He kept going and going and going and going and going and then wound up right where he left and realized, wow, the world must be round. But you got to get this. That represents, that's a great metaphor for what we believe. We have our belief systems. It's our comfort zone. And beyond that is where you'll always find fear. Right outside of our comfort zone is always the place where we can find fear. I always tell people I can give you fear's address. It's right outside your comfort zone. And we get so stuck in these comfort zones. They're stale. They're caskets. Our marriages die. Our first love fades. All that because we get these comfort zones. I think the problem with the world today is the church is too comfortable. The church is so busy fitting in with the world that it's so comfortable that we don't realize we're already dead. We're dying rapidly. And so that zone called comfort is the known world. And just like in the maps of antiquity, you'd see the known world, and right outside of it, there'd be the sea serpent, and the Latin would say there might be dragons. That's how fear is. It is false evidence appearing real. Nothing in the world has any meaning except the meaning we give it. And so today, I'm going to go into the basics of logotherapy as well, because we are little meaning makers, and we're always looking to put meaning on something. That's why this matters, what we're talking about, this watershed moment. Because I don't care if something's really bad or something really good happens. You can use that as a defining moment. You can take something terrible and turn it into something good. Or you can take something terrible and let it destroy you. Karl Marx used to be a devout Christian, him and Engels. But, you know, they go to Christian worship their God and basically got introduced to a different theology, a liberal theology. And they go from, from walking with the God of the universe to slaughtering millions of people. One moment in time that forever changed everything. See, it doesn't matter what happens to us. You can do the same thing about Martin Luther. Martin Luther struggled with his faith. Martin Luther struggled with depression. Martin Luther struggled with all this stuff. But instead of Martin Luther using that to destroy him, like Marx and Engels, he used the same thing for the Reformation, to post those 93 theses on that, that church door. And 500 years later, we just celebrated October 31st, the 500 year of the Reformation, the five solas. 
You know, faith alone, by grace alone, in Christ alone, the Bible alone, God's glory alone. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you right now, today is about hope. I don't care how good or how bad your life is right now. I don't care how bad you screwed up or how good you're doing. I don't care if people think you're a god or people think you're El Diablo himself. I'm going to tell you right now, you can draw that line in the sand. You can take whatever is going on in your life, good or bad, and give it purpose, give it meaning, to take it and start the first day of the rest of your life. So I am Mr. Black. You are under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. We'll be back in three minutes. Here's what a pastor from North Carolina who served for 33 years said about Leadership Awakening. If you don't think you need it, you're probably the one that needs it the most. You know, I was one of those, been there, done that, and I've been through some powerful things. Most of them have been ministry-related, and I mean, I'm, I've been in the hearing and in the presence of some of the best speakers about Christian things that the world knows. And I've been encouraged, and I've been excited, and I've been given energy. Honestly, this did something for me that none of those ever did, and I'm not sure ever could, because it presented to me some methodologies and some practical principles that I had never learned. And it has made a tremendous impact on my life. Change the course of your life by attending the next Like It Matters Leadership Awakening in Richmond, Virginia, August 23rd through the 25th. Go to likeitmatters.net, click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applicants, only commitment. Hello, I'm Mark Stoneman, president of WNAV Audiovisual. WNAV Audiovisual provides equipment and technicians for events of all sizes, from a handful of people to large ballrooms and convention centers as well. We also provide installation services for churches, schools, and corporations. No matter how many people are at your event, WNAV has the technicians and expertise along with the equipment to make each event successful. Audiovisual services include equipment such as sound systems, microphones, projection systems with screens, laptops, draping, lighting, and all the related equipment, and also web streaming services. So your meeting can go beyond the four walls of your space. WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business. Please contact us at wnav-video.com. Hi, this is Mr. Black. In order to grow into mature adults, we need food. If we are to grow in our relationship with God, we need the bread of life, Jesus Christ. Every day on wayofwarrior.blog, I share God's word and unpack its meaning so you can apply it in your daily walk and grow with God. If your desire is to grow into the likeness of Christ and be all He created you to be, go to wayofwarrior.blog and click the follow button to receive this daily sustenance. Wayofwarrior.blog. That's wayofwarrior.blog. Still need more of Mr. Black? Understand how your brain is wired with brain mapping. This innate intelligent profile will identify your personality and learning styles to help you maximize your potential. Transformational Leadership Awakening has changed the life of hundreds of participants and can change yours too. Mr. Black also does one-on-one life caddy work. If you want him to walk with you and help you be your dreams, then having Mr. Black as a life coach is the answer. Training is available on an individual basis and company-wide, all at likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And please, if you do Facebook, go ahead and like us on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com slash L-I-M radio. And also, let you know, I do a Sunday radio show in Minneapolis. It's called Like It Matters by the Book. And what I do there is I basically take all the leadership principles, all the things I talk about, and I go in depth scripturally to support it with the Word of God. So if you want to tune in that, you can live stream. It's 9.30 to 10 a.m. on Sundays. All you got to do is go to am980themission.com, am980themission.com. And from 9.30 to 10 every Sunday, you can listen to me. And by the way, if you miss any of this radio show, or want to just listen to some archive shows, if you go to likeitmattersradio.com, likeitmattersradio.com, 
uh, you will be able to uh, to listen to. I think I got from December on, so you got about three plus months of archive messages. So blessing and please, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, matter of fact, yesterday I heard from listeners in Minneapolis. Heard from listeners in our, our newest location there in Richmond, Virginia. So honored to be in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, we play from six to seven p.m. there. I think it's twelve ninety a.m. and one hundred three point three FM. So glad to be a part. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we are talking about a watershed moment. You know, once there was a king who received a gift of two magnificent falcons. They were paragon falcons, the most beautiful birds he'd ever seen. He gave the precious birds to his head falconer to be trained. Months passed, and one day the head falconer informed the king that though uh, the one of his falcons was flying majestically, soaring high in the sky, the other bird had not moved from its branch since the day it had arrived. The king summoned healers and sorcerers from all the land to tend to the falcon, but no one could make the bird fly. He presented the task to the member of his court, but the next day the king saw through the palace window that the bird had still not moved from its perch. Having done everything else, the king thought to himself, maybe I need someone more familiar with the countryside to understand the nature of this problem. So he cried out to his court, go and get a farmer. In the morning, the king was thrilled to see the falcon soaring high above the palace gardens. He said to his court, bring me the doer of this miracle. The court quickly located the farmer who came and stood before the king. The king asked him, how did you make the falcon fly? With his head bowed, the farmer said to the king, it was very easy, your highness. I simply cut the branch where the bird was sitting. You know, ladies and gentlemen, we are all made to fly to realize our incredible potential as human beings. But at times, you know, we just sit on our branches. We stay stuck in our comfort zone, clinging to the things that are familiar to us. That's what the whole known world, the map of the known world, you know, during uh, Magellan's time, you had the known world. And then outside of it, you see the sea serpent, where it said there might be dragons. See, when we stay stuck in our comfort zones, even though the possibilities are endless, they remain undiscovered because we don't think there's anything out there. We don't push the envelope. You know, it goes back to the narrative. We conform to the familiar, the comfortable, the mundane. So for the most part, our lives become mediocre instead of exciting, thrilling, and fulfilling. We've got to learn to destroy the branch of fear we cling to and free ourselves to the glory of flight. We've got to really push ourselves beyond our known world. And I was reading this article. It was uh, actually from a book. What is the book called? The book is called Better Under Pressure. Better Under Pressure. And it's a book by Justin Minks, M-E-N-K-E-S. And I think this, I got this on LinkedIn a while back, said the three catalysts can make you a better leader. And uh, Josh Menkes is consultant for the executive search firm, firm uh, Spencer Stewart, and author of the bestseller, Executive Intelligence. Uh, the best leaders are those who have the ability to realize their potential and the potential of those they lead. Mankey's conducted in-depth interviews with 60 of the best CEOs in America and draws on research of 200 other CEOs and leaders. And the result is a clear explanation of three core personality attributes that separate the leaders who can face up to any challenge from the leaders who crumble or are weakened by adversity. Remember, a diamond is a carbon, a piece of carbon, just like us, that is put under intense pressure, intense pressure, and from that pressure, create something priceless, something invaluable. So as I was reading this article with Menkes, he goes on to say, in other words, to perform to the best of their ability and to get the best out of people. Mankey's presents three specific catalysts for realizing potential. And it's pretty simple. He says realistic optimism, subservience to purpose, and finding order in chaos. And I think that last one, finding order in chaos, is so critical. That's why I do my training. You know, I do an intense class. Go to likeitmatters.net. You can read about it. It'll change your life. I've been doing it for 25 years. And because I, I, I ratchet up the intensity, I want to make people uncomfortable. And so many people, their number one thing, their number one go-to move is to 
reduce the pressure in the room, to alleviate the pressure, you know, through some pressure-reducing techniques like a fawing, like joking, like smiling all the time, uh, like giving fluffy compliments of encouragement even though they don't mean it. And I always tell people, I do not want you to reduce the stress in this class. That's not your outcome. Your outcome is to learn how to function at a high level in a chaotic environment. Why? Because people are losing their heads in the world. I mean, we're coming to an end, people. We're getting ready to wrap this thing up. We're the terminal generation. It's very clear about that. And we're getting ready to wrap this puppy up. And so the time is now to raise the bar. The time is now to shine. It doesn't matter how well you start. Let's be honest. It matters how well you finish. Trust me, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. Boy, a couple times I think we started 13-1 and and, and lost in the first round of the playoffs. Didn't mean anything. And yet you got people like the Giants. I remember two years they won the Super Bowl. They started terrible. I mean, they were talking about firing the coach, wondering if Eli Manning was still was still uh, an NFL-caliber quarterback. And two of those times, I remember, they won Super Bowls. They were the one team that stopped the New England Patriots from having an undefeated season in the new era. Don't you get it? And yet they lost. They lost to New England the last game of the year, regular season. And then they wound up playing the final game of the year, the one which they won. And I'll never forget that game that they lost, and they went all out. They lost it, but went all out. But that was a watershed moment for them. They believed, because they almost beat them. They should have beat them in the regular season finale. Even though that was a loss, that gave them hope. That made them believe in themselves. That became a turning point. And they will tell you that that point right there, that game that they lost, was probably the reason why they won the Super Bowl. My childhood was a terrible childhood. I'm thankful for it today. For about 40 years of my life, it caused me so much trauma, so much drama. caused me so much pain that I was out there hurting people on a regular basis, even though I didn't want to. And to this day, I can tell you right now that that trauma of my childhood is one of the best things that ever happened to me. It's helped me become who I am today. It's helped me take my pain and want to help other people do this radio show. And so you got to realize that these three catalysts can make anybody a better leader. And Mangus goes on to say, realistic optimism, subservience to purpose, and finding order in chaos. He goes on to say, how to be optimistic without losing your head. Realistic optimism is self-confidence without self-delusion or rationality. Mankey says, people who have this trait are not afraid to attack audacious goals, but are also fully realistic about the challenges and difficulties that lay before them. Ladies and gentlemen, some call failing forward. If you're not as successful as you want to be, it's because you haven't failed enough. We learn from our failures. Mankey's explains to be realistically optimistic, leaders must have both an awareness of actual circumstances, the ability to see the world as it is, both positive and negative, and a sense of agency. The deep belief in one's capabilities to change circumstances or situations. You don't get that from a book. <clears throat> you don't get that from listening to a good orator like Mr. Black. You get it in the fire. You learn that by failing forward. A, a righteous man will stumble seven times but get back up. But the, 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 the wicked will stumble into ruin. Ladies and gentlemen, we must move with celerity, with alacrity, to move with a purpose, to walk with confidence, to talk with a purpose, to stop dithering, stop neandering, to have a sense of purpose, to have that realistic optimism. Planes crash and people die. It's a fact of life. And we've got to be fighting back. We gotta be fighting back. We gotta be warriors. That's why I address warriors. Subservient to purpose. The second of the three catalysts means a total dedication to a goal. Leaders who demonstrate subservience to purpose put a particular pursuit, such as there's company mission ahead of their own comfort. Do you hear it? Menke explains quite simply, great leaders equate progress toward this goal with emotional satisfaction. They are ultimately servants to their company's most noble purpose. And the scars, the scratches. You know, ladies and gentlemen, I played high school football. I wasn't that good. But I learned in football, 
that the pretty girls hung out with the guys with dirty uniforms. Don't you get it? My uniform was always clean at the end of the game. There weren't any pretty-looking cheerleaders wanting to hang out with me. You know who the pretty-looking cheerleaders wanted to hang out with? The guys whose jerseys were dirty, were bloody, were stained grass, dirt-filled, because they were in the fire. They were in the battle. And the third catalyst for leaders is to find order in chaos. This is the unique ability to cut through multiple or multidimensional problems to find solutions and resolutions that others cannot see. Maintaining clear thinking and having the drive to solve puzzles are two key attribution leaders who are able to find order and chaos. So, ladies and gentlemen, I don't care how ordered or how chaotic your life is. This can be a watershed moment. You can draw a line in the sand, and this can be the first day of the rest of your life. I am Mr. Black. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. Here's what business owner Ken Johnson had to say about the impact Like It Matters Leadership Awakening had on his employees. Since then, they have been on fire. They have been committed as a team, absolutely changed. They are energized in a way that is is off the charts, different and better than we ever had before. First of all, best investment I ever made. Secondly, we decided to reduce our investment in some other areas so we can reinvest that money in more people for this experience. Every single person has been thrilled with the results and myself included. Change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, June 14th through the 16th. That's likeitmatters.net. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applicants, only commitment. Hi, this is Eric with the Kingdom Builders Roofing. Have you ever felt like someone was passing the buck? The Kingdom Builders brings you some interesting insight to the history of this idiom. This expression originated from an old English card game. A jackknife or buck was passed from player to player to indicate whose turn it was to play. Hi, I'm Lee Jublin, and I work with my brother Eric. We're the Kingdom Builders. We're not salespeople. We're just great roofers. Looking for a new roof? We work year-round, offer a fair price warranty our work, and never pass the buck. What we do, we do to honor the Lord and to be a blessing to you. We won't pass the buck on tough calls. When it's our turn to deliver, we will. We are committed to the words in Colossians 3.23, Work heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men. Go to thekingdombuilders.net or just call us at 612-900-9166. That's 612-900-9166. Did you know approximately 980 Minnesotans will be diagnosed with pancreatic cancer this year? Only 88 will live to see the year 2022. These are not simply statistics. Every one of those diagnosed represents someone's mother, father, sister, brother, colleague, or friend. Pancreatic cancer is the world's toughest cancer with a five-year survival rate of just 9% in the U.S. The Pancreatic Cancer Action Network is determined to improve patient outcomes today and double survival by 2020. We need your help. We are the only organization with a nationwide grassroots army inspiring over 1 million people to take action and accelerate progress in the fight to end pancreatic cancer. We must do more and demand urgent action to save lives. Find out how you can join the fight by visiting pancan.org. That's P-A-N-C-A-N dot org. Pancan.org. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, Mr. Black. And the reason I'm on the radio with you, because I've spent the last 25 years helping people live their lives like they matter. Uh, I create a fiery furnace. I create a very intense environment where people come in that environment and they get squeezed. They get squeezed by life. And it's important because when life squeezes you, the only thing that can come out of you is what's in you. It's kind of like a sponge. You know, if I had a, um, let's say I had a cup of Hawaiian punch on the table and I knocked over the Hawaiian punch and now on my tile floor there's Hawaiian punch everywhere. So I go into the sink, I get a brand new sponge, I take it out of its wrapper and I clean up my mess. Ladies and gentlemen, when I squeeze that sponge, you'd expect Hawaiian punch to come out of it. Same scenario, but now I'm watching my girlish figure. So let's say I have a diet soda, brown soda there. 
I knock over my brown soda. There's brown soda all over my tile floor. I go under the sink. I grab a brand new sponge. I take it out of its wrapper, and I clean up my mess. Ladies and gentlemen, when I squeeze that sponge, what do you expect to come out of it? Right. Brown soda. Why? Right. Because that's the only thing in it. In this story, you are the sponge. I am the sponge. When life squeezes us, the only thing that comes out, come out of us is what's in us. That's why you got to know transactional analysis, the stimulus and the response. Know how the mind works. That's why you got to know neuro-linguistic programming, how we create experience. That's why you got to know logotherapy, the way we create meaning out of everything. We're little meaning makers. These are my disciplines. Wrapped in emotional intelligence uh, and constant never-ending improvement and foundationally supported with the Word of God, the Bible. I eat scripture. I love the Word of God. It's one of my many books I read daily. And so you got to know how we work. This is critical. You know, the eagle is considered the, the, the top leader of all birds. I mean, it's America's emblem. You know, in the, the Bible, there's actually a talking eagle. Not only is there a talking donkey, you know, I'm counseling one of my friends, uh, Juan. And he's getting closer to God and to walking with him and do some regular coaching with him a couple of days a week. Uh, and I realized, you know, that uh, we're, we're made to fly, man. We're made to be eagles. We're made to soar. Uh, and, but sometimes we need to be uncomfortable. Uh, Juan is walking closer to God than he's ever walked. I mean, he, last night we were talking on the phone before his uh, meeting, and uh, he was on fire, and his life's in a bad place. He's struggling in a marriage. He uh, doesn't know if he'll still be married uh, two months from now. He's working on it. But most people would say his life's falling apart. But because of the way he reframed it, because when life squeezed him, what's come out of him is his love for God. Instead of the old himself, would have had all this other stuff come out of him. And that's just like life. When life squeezes us, the only thing that come out, come out of us, what's in it, you can take something terrible. Like look at America's Most Wanted. You know? And look at little Adam. Little Adam was brutally killed, tortured. And John Walsh said, hey, you know, I'm going to do something so that my little boy uh, is, didn't die in vain. So that no parent ever has to experience what I've experienced. So no kid ever has to go through uh, what he's been through. And so from that, he took a terrible experience and he used it as a watershed moment and created America's Most Wanted. I took a terrible childhood and used it as a watershed moment to create likeitmatters.net, training that's changed 15,000 people's lives, training that's brought people closer to God, training that saved lives, got people off medication, training that's rebuilt marriages, rebuilt companies. All that from something traumatic. That's the power of a watershed moment. But we were talking about eagles, you know, the ultimate bird. But do you know how they get these little birds to fly? Get these little eaglets, become these powerful birds of prey? Well, after the eaglets get to a certain size or maturity, everything changes. Did you hear that, ladies and gentlemen? Unlike um, Americans now who live with their parents into their 30s and 40s. I was on my own at 16. Even eaglets need to get kicked out of the nest when they're little. It's not that mommy doesn't love them. It's time for them to fly. One day, the mother eagle comes back from being gone, but this time there's no food in her beak because she's been bringing food. Those babies feed them. They just sit there and feed them. She doesn't land on the edge of the nest. Everything's changed. Instead, she just hovers over the nest. You may not know this, but an eagle can do almost everything a hummingbird can do. Even though they are great birds, they can remain almost motionless in midair with those great wings just undulating in the breeze. They do this about three feet above the nest. I'm sure if little eagles could talk to one another, maybe they can, one would certainly say, my, what strong wings mommy has, right? So why does the mother do this? She's demonstrating that those curious appendages on the baby's backs have a useful function. But until they get out of the warmth of the nest, until they get out of the comfortableness, until they get out of their safe place, they will never know that those useful things have a purpose. Eagles were meant to fly. But these little eaglets don't know that. If we take an eagle and separate it at birth from its parents, it will never learn to fly. It will just grovel around, kind of like the story I told about the chicken hawk and the eagle. It will act like a chicken. 
It might even look up and see eagles soaring overhead and never guess that it was meant to soar in the heavens. Eagles have to be taught. You hear that, eagles? We all have to be taught. And that's the mother's job. That's the father's job in real life. So first, she has to demonstrate, right? Because leadership's a loop. Don't you get it? Even if you're an animal. It's permission, it's example, and it's culture. So eagles have to be taught. She has to demonstrate. Give them permission to fly. Give them an example of how to fly. So what she does is she comes down into the nest and surprises her young. One can imagine how warm it must normally be for the little eagles to snuggle with the mother and being shrouded with her feathers. But this time she puts her head up against one of the little ones and pushes that little one closer and closer to the edge. Like people go, whoa, I thought, you, I thought that mommy bird loved those little birds. Why would she push them? All at once, she pushes that little one out of the nest. And the eaglet falls down the face of the cliff, surely to be destroyed. But not so. In a flash, the great mother eagle swoops down, catches the little one on her back, and flies up and deposits its back in the nest. Woo! But it wasn't an accident. It was done intentionally. You might say, I can't believe that unloving bird. No. The mother bird pushes the little one out again and again over and over because she loves it, because she wants it to reach its potential, because she wants it to maximize the potentials it was created with. Why else would a mother do that to her young? You don't think she hates the little one, do you? Not at all. It's that those little birds were made to fly, and they don't know it, and you don't know it. So she's going to push them out of the nest, even if they don't like it, even if it doesn't make sense, even if people call her racist or bigoted or homophobic. It doesn't matter. That mother eagle knows who she is. She knows why she's here. She knows her purpose. She pushed them out. She never lets them hit the bottom. She does let them fall because they have to learn something they don't know. And certain things you can only learn through experience. You can't be lectured. You can't read about a book. You only learn by doing. We are creatures, kinesthetic creatures. We learn by what we see here and then what we do. You got to get this. She's teaching them how to do something they don't know. And the next time the mother bird comes back, she decides to clean house. And so she stands on the edge of the nest, and what she does is she lets go of the feathers inside. She drops them over the edge. Then she leaves it over the edge, heave-ho. She throws everything out. She's destroying the nest. She's taking all the comforts of the home out. Some of your parents need to learn this. She pays no attention. Since she built the house, she knows how to take it apart. Next, she decides to take the sticks out of the middle of the nest, and with her great strong beak and feet, she's able to break them off and stand them straight up. She's destroying her nest. She seemingly pays no attention to the concerns of her young as she prepares to pull the nest apart, for she is determined that those little ones will fly, and she knows something they don't. She knows they will never fly as long as they remain comfortable in that nest. And ladies and gentlemen, you might be crying out, maybe praying out. You might be seeking something big in your life. And now things are falling apart. Maybe uh, you lost a job. Maybe with a, a person who you know this relationship should end a long time ago. Maybe you're ready to step out, but it, it, you're comfortable in that nest. You're comfortable in that zone. And so you're afraid to do something new. You're afraid to step out unless you know all the things, unless you can, all the bills can be paid. That's not faith. That's not what leaders do. One of the big words I cover in my leadership training is commitment. In our training at SoCo, we teach people these words not by preaching to them, not by having them listen to them, but by having them live them. There are three zones in life. There's the comfort zone, beyond that's the fear zone, and beyond that's the panic zone. And comfort is where we get stale, we get stagnant. There's too many comfortable Christians in this dying world. There's too many comfortable 25-year-olds living under their mom and dad's roof. There's too many comfortable people out there. Sometimes parents, if you really love your kids, make life uncomfortable for them. Throw them out of the nest. Do it with love. Do it for their own benefit. Beyond that zone called comfort is fear. Fear is an acronym. It's false evidence appearing real. It has no power. The only power it has is the power we give it. In my class, likeitmatters.net. Go to likeitmatters.net. In my class, that class is so uncomfortable, and I want people to learn how to function at a high level in an uncomfortable environment. 
But after 24 hours in that com- uncomfortable environment, it becomes comfortable. And I got to throw them out of their new nest. I got to throw them out of their new comfort zone. Because beyond that zone called fear is panic, intense fear. Now, you can function for a very short period of time, but do not forge your mail. And so one of the keys to life is realize that outside your comfort zone is fear, and it's not real. It's a chemical response. It is false evidence appearing real. And once you learn how to function in the presence of fear, it diminishes. It goes away. Like one of those dandelions that you blow on, it just dissipates. And so what used to bring about fear now becomes familiar. And what used to bring about panic now just elicits a little fear. And once you realize that you can feel the fear and do it anyways, you're constantly pushing your comfort zone. Your eagles are ready to fly. And you can reach your potential from this watershed moment to fly high in the sky. Be right back. When I attended the Leadership Awakening When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers and eight a half year old son and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Go to likeitmatters.net to find out more about Leadership Awakening Workshops. That's likeitmatters.net. Have you experienced anxiety, fear, shame, and embarrassment from owing back taxes? Hi, I'm Kathy Hill, founder of Tax Tiger. If you happen to have unpaid or unfiled taxes, I'm here to offer you some hope. Tax Tiger can protect you from the IRS, release wage and bank levies, and negotiate awesome settlements. Above all, Tax Tiger is a company which operates based on Christian principles. If you have an IRS problem, call us today at 612-888-9522 for a free consultation. You can trust Tax Tiger to provide an honest evaluation of your situation. If we can save you money, we'll explain how and answer all of your questions so you'll know exactly where you stand. Call Tax Tiger today at 612-888-9522. You could be closer to financial freedom than you think, and you need a tiger on your side. That number again is 612-888-9522 or visit us online at TaxTiger.com. I've been to training put on by Tony Robbins and Zig Ziglar, but I've never walked away with a growth experience like I did with the Leadership Awakening. Are you stuck in a rut? Have you leveled life's undulating line and flatlined your hopes and dreams? The time is now to attend Leadership Awakening with Mr. Black. Not since my Ranger training in the U.S. Army have I been pushed to see and feel the abilities I have to live life to the fullest. During this three-day life boot camp, you will clean up your thinking and restart your heart, helping you have the passion and enthusiasm your life's been missing. My heart was spiritually mended. I'm excited about living my life like it matters. By far the best 46 hours I've ever spent. Graduates leave Leadership Awakening refocused with the biggest feeling of self-confidence and a renewed passion and enthusiasm for their business and their personal lives. Call now and commit to giving and getting more from life. 817-502-1554 or email me at mr.black at likeitmatters.net That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, Mr. Black. And today, we are talking about watershed moment. Watershed moment. In other words, it doesn't matter what really happens to us. What matters is how do we frame it? How do we explain it to ourselves? How do we make ourselves take this moment and make it matter. Whether it's good or bad does not matter. But what dictates all that is how we explain things to ourselves. And that's why I always talk about uh, logotherapy. Dr. Viktor Frankl. Dr. Viktor Frankl was an Austrian Jew who spent time in Auschwitz. Uh, While he was in Auschwitz, he came up with a concept called logotherapy. He wrote a great book, which I highly recommend, called Man's Search for Meaning. 
Man's Search for Meaning. Uh, and while he was in Auschwitz, he realized, uh, came up with the concept of logotherapy. To this day, it's considered the third Austrian school of psychotherapy. And Dr. Frankel's logotherapy is based on the premise that the human person is motivated by a will to meaning, an inner pull to find a meaning in life. And there are a few tenets that represent the basic principles of logotherapy. First of all, life has meaning under all circumstances, even the most miserable ones. Secondly, our main motivation for living is our will to find meaning in life. If you think about a little child, they're constantly, why, Daddy? Why, Daddy? Why does it say that? Why is he doing that? Our main motivation for living is our will to find meaning in life. Third, we have freedom to find meaning in what we do and what we experience, or at least in the stand we take when faced with situations of unchangeable suffering. you got to get this. The human spirit is so powerful. And when we have a will to meaning, when we truly have a bigger picture, when we know those existential questions of who we are, of why we're here, of what our purpose is. See, according to Frankel, we can discover this meaning in life in three different ways. First, by creating a work or doing a deed. Second, by experiencing something or encountering somebody. And third, by the attitude we take toward unavoidable suffering. And that everything can be taken from a man but one thing, the last of human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances. One of my favorite quotes is by Dr. Viktor Frankl, when he says, between the stimulus and the response, there is a space. And in that space is your power, is your freedom. And, you know, to take suffering and give it meaning, to take something that people consider negative and turn it into something positive. And it's cool because Dr. Frankl actually gives an example he, he said once an elderly general practitioner consulted with Dr. Frankel because of his severe depression. He could not overcome the loss of his wife, who had died two years before, and whom he had loved above all else. Now, how could he help him? What should he tell him? So he refrained from telling him anything, but instead confronted him with a question. And here's the question. What would have happened, doctor, if you had died first and your wife would have had to survive you? Oh, he said. For her, this would have been terrible. How she would have suffered. Whereupon I replied, or whereupon he replied, You see, doctor, such a suffering has been spared her. And it is you who has spared her this suffering by how you have to pay for it by surviving and mourning her. And Dr. Frankel goes on to say, He said no words, but shook his hand and calmly left the office. See, there are assumptions in, in logotherapy. All psychotherapies make philosophical assumptions about the human persons that cannot be proved with certainty. And so the assumptions of logotherapy include the human spirit, a human being is an entity consisting of heart, body, and soul, mind, body, and spirit. Number two, the assumption is that life has meaning under all circumstances, even the most miserable. Life is a gift. And once you have that mindset, everything changes. That's why, you know, if you understand that, you, you can't be pro-choice. You have to be pro-life. That little child who began at conception, life begins at conception, didn't choose for people to have sex and create it. But it's a blessing. Life has meaning under all circumstances, even the most miserable. Number three, people have a will to meaning. Number four, people have freedom under all circumstances to activate the will to find meaning. Number five, life has a demand quality to which people must respond if decisions are to be meaningful. And number six, the individual is unique. See, but it all matters on what's going on in your head. It's a head game. It's all about your mind. I met the enemies living in my shorts. The battle is in your mind. And once you realize this, everything changes. That's why you can make anything a watershed moment. You can make anything terrible, anything bad, anything bitter, and you can draw that line in the sand and make an up-until-now moment and say, you know, I am now committed. I am now ready. I am now there to do whatever it takes. There are lots of times that we took a terrible experience and turned it into something good. But yet today's world, people take a terrible experience and play victim. They feel sorry for themselves. They want to attack people. They want to go to a, a march. Uh, they want to trash Trump. They want to, and man, it's not representing ourselves well. We got to understand that nothing in the world has any meaning except the meaning that we give it. And once we give it meaning, it changes how our body responds to it. it, changes how we feel about it. 
we got to be a steward of what we see, what we hear, what we feel. You know, I love the song by Casting Crowns. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. Be careful, little feet, where you go. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. Because men don't stumble in a day. Marriages don't crumble in a day. It's a slow fade. you got to be a steward of your mind. I remember I had a young girl. She was 18 years old, and she struggled mightily in my class, but she made it through. Her mom had sent her through, and I didn't know her mom. She just heard about the, the lives I had changed over the years, and she would heard from a pastor that I was counseling the, you know, how great my training was. And so sent her daughter. Her daughter struggled mightily, um, but uh, she made it through. And so I go in the office Monday morning, and Monday there's a, there's a message on my answer machine from the mom, and she's in tears. I'm like, oh, no. And I was the worst-case scenario was thrown over my head. I mean, her daughter struggled mildly. She was depressive. She was suicidal before class. So I was worried. And so I called her mom up, or once her mom heard it was me, she started sobbing again. Again, ladies and gentlemen, not a good beginning to the story. And so what happened was uh, I, I asked, is everything okay? Is your, is your daughter okay? Is my graduate okay? She says, she's fine, she's fine, she's fine. I'm like, then what's going on? And she goes, I have to tell you the story. I'm going, tell me, please. I need to know what's going on. She said, well, when my daughter came home, she looked different. The dogs were barking on her, at her. She sounded different. Uh, and her sister could notice something different about her. She has a 16-year-old sister. So her and her sister went off, her 16-year-old sister, and they spent, I don't know where they were, they were gone. And after a couple hours, we went around the house looking for them, and they weren't there. And so later I'd found out that they had actually went to a, a store. They went to Mardell's, which is a Christian music store. Here's what happened. Uh, my 18-year-old graduate had spent some time talking to, to her, her sister, her 16-year-old sister. And told her about the power of the mind, and it really doesn't matter what happens to us, but how you reframe it, and you can take the worst scenario in the world, a watershed moment, no matter how bad it was, and use it on the first day of the rest of your life, use it in a positive way. And so she was, her 16-year-old sister was just awed by what her, her sister, just two years older, had told her. And, and she left here on Thursday one way and then comes back and everything's changed. So she convinced her 16-year-old sister to go to Mardell's and they were going to place all their music. They were going to get rid of all the swear music, all the, all the uh, suggested music, and put good music. And so as they were in the process of cleaning up their iPods, they, they came to this one song. And I guess it was a song that uh, her 16-year-old sister used in, in um, cheerleading practice. She was a cheerleader. And so her, uh, the 16-year-old convinced her 18-year-old, said, listen, sis, can I just have this one song? There's only a few swear words. It's just a little bit suggestive. And, you know, we use this at cheerleading practice, and it's a really a good song. I'd like to keep this one song. Is it okay if I keep this one song? And so my graduate, 18-year-old woman, who said this, I would have never thought of saying this. She says, so I hear what you're saying, sis. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make you a batch of cookies. And I'm only going to put one scoop of poop in them. Just one scoop. Are you okay with that? Now, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know about you. But let's say I'm looking at a dozen cookies on a plate. And I have the inkling that there might be a fleck o poop in one of those cookies. I don't know about you, but I'm on a diet. You know, ladies and gentlemen, the moral of that story is this. If you won't put a fleck-o-poop in your mouth, why would you put that crap in your head? Be careful, little minds, what you say to yourself. Be careful, little voices, what you say. You got to get this. It doesn't matter what happens to us in life. What matters is how we respond to it. That's truly the only thing that really matters. And so today we're talking about watershed moment. And what that means is I don't care where your life's at right now. If it's good or if it's bad, if it's right or if it's wrong, you can take anything and reframe it. All you got to do is reach out to me at Mr. Black at likeitmattersradio.com. Mr. Black at likeitmattersradio.com. You are under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. I am Mr. Black, helping you to be more hopeful about your future and reminding you, When you live your life like it matters, it does. We'll talk tomorrow. TwinCitiesTuitions.com has been helping families for over TwinCitiesTuitions.com has been helping families for over seven years get into the school of their dreams. 
We have placed over 90 kids into private education, including Stacy's son. I have to say that this was an answer to prayer. This program made it possible for my son to transition into ninth grade into a wonderful school. Dealing with the station, particularly Alyssa, has been such a blessing. Education is one of the most important decisions that you can make as a parent. The difference that I've seen in, in my son in a Christian education is a confidence that can only come from Jesus Christ. He stands firm in the truth. He knows what he believes, and he's going to know that, that Jesus is the answer. Don't pay more than you need to for your child's first year of private school. Call me, Alyssa Brecken, at 651-289-4406 or visit our website at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Your resource for health and wellness is Wellness Radio 1570, KDIZ Golden Valley. 